Welcome to the Weight Loss for Fertility podcast. When you're trying to get pregnant, whether naturally or with the help of a fertility doctor, weight loss can better your chances of success. I'm Dr. Stephanie Fine, and I help you do just that. Let's go. Hello, fabulous. I'm so glad you're back. This is Weight Loss for Fertility. And last time we answered the question, why weight loss? for fertility. And uh, it's not to fit into a size two, I'll tell you that. The short answer is hormone balance, insulin, and inflammation. And if you want more details, that's all that was in last episode. So today and right now, we're going to talk about the how. Okay, we're going to start with my very favorite tool. It's the only one you'll ever really need. Honestly, if if you had to pick one tool, this would be it. And it's the hunger scale. Hunger scale. So I'm going to tell you exactly what it is and then why it's so fabulous. Okay, so there are many different versions. The one that I like to use and I've been using for, oh my, it probably is a decade. That's got to be longer. Anyway, long time. Is the scale goes from negative five to positive five. Okay, so negative five through zero all the way to positive five. So if you can imagine that on a line. Negative five is absolutely empty, lightheaded, feeling weak, no fuel in your system whatsoever. Okay, that's negative five. And then negative four is really very hungry. Negative three is very hungry. Negative two is hungry. And negative one is starting to get hungry. Zero is neutral. Okay, so that's from, that's the hungry side. And then on the other side, we go from zero, which is neutral, to a positive one, which is just starting to register food. Positive two, which is satisfied, not full, but satisfied. Another way to say that is enough or no longer hungry. So that's positive two. Positive three is full. Positive four is very full. And positive five is, and appropriate for what we just had, Thanksgiving full, like, you know, like unbuttoning your pants, super uncomfortable, like really, yeah, not comfortable. So that's the scale from negative five to positive five. Now, here's the thing. We never, if we can help it, want to be at negative five or positive five or even negative four or positive four. In fact, We don't even want to be negative three or positive three. I know that can sound shocking, but that's the truth. Okay, so the place that we want to live is negative two to positive two. Okay, so negative two is hungry, just hungry. You're you're registering hunger. And positive two, remember, is satisfied enough, no longer hungry, but not full. And this living in this part is perfect. Usually what can happen is people will get to, um, it's that's about three hours in between. If you eat at negative two and you eat food until you're satisfied, you can get three, anywhere from two and a half to four hours in there, depending on what you eat. That's a whole other episode. Uh, spoiler alert, protein helps you stay satisfied longer. Okay. So that's that's the the thing. Now, Here's the interesting thing to me about this. There's so many interesting things, but um, if you waited, 
if you knew that you were hungry, so you were, this was negative two, but you waited, you just decided for whatever reason you weren't going to eat. It does not take that long to get to negative three, probably 30 minutes. And then just a little while longer to get to negative four. And so, and negative four, remember, is really very hungry. The problem with getting to negative four, even negative three, is that you're so hungry that your brain sort of goes offline and anything that presents itself to you, you will eat. Anything that you, you perceive as fast. And this is where our brain makes terrible decisions about food, where we could have had really good intentions, but if we let ourselves get really hungry, we eat, we overeat. So we bounce from like negative four to positive four because we're so hungry. And we usually make choices that are th- things that are much higher in calorie. So if we're eating at negative two to positive two, we have our wits about us (laughs) a little more and we can make um, better decisions. So there's so many reasons to stay within this, but that is a main one is to, the reason we're looking at the scale is because we both ends, we don't want to get too hungry and we don't want to get too full. Now, some people have um, issues with the getting over hungry. If you're used to ignoring things and letting things go too long and working and whatever, then you can get really hungry. And like I said, you do those big swings and you end up eating so much and then um, things sort of feel like they get out of control. But one of the trickier places for a lot of us is figuring out where full, uh, satisfied, not full. We often stop eating or we get in the habit of eating stopping eating when we're full or very full. We think that's the stopping point. It's not. The stopping point is satisfied. Now, you know, we live in a place where we can, we have access to food. We're very lucky and we have access to food whenever we want it. So this is why this can work, right? If evolutionarily, you know, if you didn't know you were eating, you, if you got to negative five, you wanted to eat to positive five because who knew when the next meal was coming? That is not our situation for the majority of us listening to this. So we don't have to worry about about getting too hungry. We can have a snack with us. We can We can figure out our day so that we can do this negative two to positive two. Okay, so that is the hunger scale. That's generally how it works. And what you do, I'll also tell you how to do this, is we start to check in with ourselves. Give yourselves a number whenever you think of how to do this. You could have it pop up on your phone. Where are you? Also, when you know you're hungry, you can start to give it a number. I can't tell you your number. No one can. You're going to have to figure out the, the numbers on the scale for yourself. And what I'll want you to do is to put mark negative two as hungry just hungry, hungry, and positive to a satisfied, not full. Okay. I just love the hunger scale. So and I'm going to tell you why it's so great. See? <laughs> love it. So I just talked to you about checking in with your body. One of the reasons I really love this is because it requires you to check in with your body. Okay. So many of us, as we gain weight, we detach further and further and further away from our body. We don't like our body. We're upset that it keeps gaining weight. We don't like the way it looks. We don't like the way it feels. And so we try to get away from it as much as we can. Now, obviously we can't get away from our body, but we can, we sort of can. We can stop looking at it. We can stop taking care of it. We can stop listening to it. And that's what we do a lot of the times. And it's totally understandable. If it feels completely out of our control, then we're like, 
forget it. And not only that, so that's just with weight. And that can happen. It feels like our cravings, it feels like we can't, there's no, there's no way we're going to be able to lose weight. And so then we're just, we just separate ourselves. We're in our heads and we buy shoes instead of, you know, instead of, instead of buying other things, right? Clothing, clothes shopping. So, so that's, that is one reason why we do this. So getting back into feeling what our body's wanting and needing is an, is actually an important skill that we need. Now, the other thing and why fertility, why it's especially important in fertility is because when we're having fertility issues, we're especially disappointed in our bodies. So now we have two major reasons to be disappointed in our bodies. And the poor body is just, we want to throw it to the curb, but of course we cannot. And it's, it's a sweet body. And we really deep down, we love it. We certainly need it. And we can have a different relationship with it. But I can understand, of course, why we're upset. It's totally understandable. But in order to be able to have a different relationship with our bodies and food, we have to engage. We have to reconnect. And so when we do that, we can start to do this hunger scale. So it's actually a really, it's an elegant way of, of reconnecting, of asking it when it's hungry. Part of the other reason why we can ign- we also ignore our body's needs, so we've, we're upset with it, so we sort of deny it. But we also have tons of cultural things telling us to deny our bodies, right? So jobs can do that. Trainings can do that. Doctors, nurses, shift workers, teachers. I mean, like, you're not allowed to go pee. You know, you have to stay with the kid. Like, there's plenty of reasons why we teach ourselves to deny our bodies also. So even if we think our bodies are the greatest things in the world, some other external cues or, or trainings or cultures have us denying parts of our body. So for all these reasons, we really want to reconnect. When we're not connected to our hunger, external reasons, external issues, external cues tell us when we're done eating. If we're not asking our body when we're done eating, how do we know? We finish the plate. The the container of potato chips is gone. This is the only way we know. But, you know, Lay's Potato Chip Man does not know how much my body needs. Only I know how much my body needs. And so, but only if I'm paying attention, right? So, so it makes total sense if we're not connected to our body, if we're using external cues to tell us how much to eat, then very easily we can be putting on weight. So the other part of this that's really interesting is that our body actually knows. I know it doesn't seem like it because often we've been um, misled by, it feels like we've been misled by our bodies. Like it wants sugar all the time or it won't stop eating this or that. So it does feel sort of like it's out of control. But the truth is it ha- it knows what what we need if we can stay connected to it and retrain our thinking to he- to really hear it. And one of the best examples of this is naturally thin people. So I think I've told you last time I'm not naturally thin. And I do actually have some naturally thin friends. I don't know if you they, they exist in the planet. <laughs> it's very hard to relate to them sometimes. 
but I've grown to understand them. <laughs> and here is why. This is what I know about naturally thin people. They can't imagine eating past full. It, it, just, it just wouldn't occur to them. Like they, they, they feel full and they're like, why would I take another bite? I'm full. Now, it's not because they are superior in any way. They're more brilliant. They have better willpower. It's not that. Their hormone system, their hunger hormone system is better controlled, is more tightly controlled than the rest of us. So their system just works better. It's like eyesight, right? Some people have 20-20 vision. Some people do not. It says nothing about who they are as a person. It just says that their eyeballs are shaped in the right way and have the pieces that work and they can see without glasses. And you can imagine our bodies are so unbelievably complicated and there's so much going on that of course some people are going to have tighter hormone systems here and you know t- they're going to be taller or they're going to have you know um, thicker hair or you know what I'm saying like like different things happen with people and one of the things that can happen is they have a tighter hunger hormonal system and they stop eating when they've had enough food, when their body's had enough food. And it's a it's sooner than our naturally stopping place. Because what I know is, even those of us, when we, we feel like we can overeat, you know, we can eat a lot of pizza. I mean, our body tells us that it's full, but we just don't listen to it and we just keep going. Now, there is still a point at which we stop eating. Now, it could be that the whole pizza's gone, but you could continue to eat more if you if you wanted to if you if you continue to go past that the signals in your body but there's a place at which you naturally stop and that place is your hormonal system right now and what we do is work to make that signal louder and louder so that you're eat, you're naturally eating less and less and not because you're forcing yourself not because you're willing yourself but because you listened to your body and heard that it's full. You're like, oh, I'm fueled up for now. Thank you very much. That's what can actually happen. And I just, and I know some of you are listening to this and thinking, yeah, but that that can't happen for me. But you're wrong. You're wrong. I literally spoke to two people today. I spoke to more than two people today, but (laughs) two who had the epiphany today about this week, they could not believe that they took two bites of cake and they were done. Never have done that before. Two bites of cake. Normally they'd have the whole cake. And it was not, they didn't force themselves. They weren't trying to cut out sugar. They weren't doing any of that. It was just that they listened to themselves. They knew their hunger scale, you know, they reached the two and they were, and they were done. And, it, and they naturally put the fork down. And my other, that was one of them. The the other person was noticing how different it was because her husband kept eating and he's like, oh, are you, are you done? Are you done? Like normally they would be continued to eat together, but she just was, she noticed that she was at positive too. And it just didn't make sense anymore at that point. And both of them were so surprised. And I really, really get it because it seems like we have to force, we have to willpower, we have to restrict, we have to, we don't. Practicing this tool, I promise you, really works. Okay? So hunger scale is magic. 
Now, what you have to do is practice. So practicing is what you're going to do. And all that means is that you check in every once in a while, how am I feeling? What number am I right now? And then you start to um, get your own, you know, scale in order. And then you can ask yourself when you're about to eat what you are. And then you continue to ask yourself during um, the meal. You check in. Where am I? Where am I? Where am I? And see what happens. It's so exciting. The other really amazing thing about this reconnecting with your body and asking your body what it needs and and honoring it is you're building trust with yourself, which is so important when we've we've done if we've been on lots of diets, we've done things that aren't kind to ourselves. And so building trust around food is actually really important. The other thing is that it's a precursor to feelings work. And feelings work is something we we for sure will be talking about. And that has to do with emotional eating. So already you're you're laying the groundwork to understand um, any emotional eating that you may have by doing this hunger scale work. So it's such good and important work. The other thing that's phenomenal about this is that you can, it's totally safe, right? You can do this during pregnancy. You can do it during lactation. There is no problem with it. What I'm asking you to do is eat when you're hungry at at negative two. Always, whenever you're at negative two, you eat. So when you're pregnant, it might be that you're hungry a little more often. I'll tell you, you're not nearly, you're not hungry as much as you think you would be. But you may be, and then and then you eat. So every time now and as you're getting pregnant and when you're pregnant, you eat at negative two. And then you stop at positive two. And you can do that for every phase of your life, right? It's safe to do for your body. So this is the hunger scale. Can you see why it's one of my favorite things? It, it Not only are you listening to your body, reconnecting, but you're learning how you can feel good in your body and how you can easily, honestly, it feels easy once it, you're in it about how you're eating less food. And I want to say naturally, but it, it kind of is. Hunger scale. Practice it. <laughs> All right. Next episode, we're going to talk about my second favorite tool. <laughs> and it's really important, actually, when you're going through fertility treatments. It's really, it's, it's actually a very helpful thing to know whether those pounds are coming on during a cycle, if they're real or not. And the t- next, the next tool I'm talking about is going to, is going to help you know that. So do not miss it. And if all this sounds doable to you, and you'd like some guidance on it, then work with me. I'd love that. All you have to do is go to my website, stephaniefinemd.com. You click on the Lose Weight With Me button, and that's how we'll be connected. And you can find that link in the show notes or on my Instagram bio. In my Instagram bio, I'm at stephaniefinemd. Fine is F-E-I-N. I'd love to hear from you. I will talk to you next time. Bye. If you follow, share, rate and review this podcast, you'll be helping it reach others just like you and making their journey with weight loss and fertility just a bit easier. Lighten their load. Share in your groups and social media. Thank you, fabulous.